you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right, all right. Hey, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. My name is Tim Madden. This is Christina Madden. And if you don't know us, hey, we help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures find jobs they love quickly. We also help them ascend to the higher levels of corporate America, which is what we're talking about today. And we'll get into that in just a second. But hey, before we get started, we go live each week inside the Facebook group, the Executive Career Network. We are at... Last time I checked, Christina, we are at 10,000 members now. So, hey, we've been saying that for a couple episodes. If you are watching in the Executive Career Upgrades, hey, let us know in the comments. We are managing comments while we are streaming live to Facebook, to LinkedIn, and our friends over on YouTube. Then when we're done, you could be listening to um, iTunes, Spotify, or somewhere else on the internet. We still see you. Hey, do us a favor. If you can leave us a review over on iTunes or Spotify, we would appreciate it so much. And if you get any value from this episode today, which I know you will, do us a favor, share it with a friend, and share it with someone who might be struggling with this. Without further ado, though, if you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast so you can schedule your free career consult so you can get the job and money that you deserve. All right. Episode 75. We, We talk about this all the time, but we've never made an episode about it. How do we master communication, right? The key to leadership success, right? This is all we talk about. All we talk about. No matter what you do, right? I know we talk about going on interviews a lot and the importance of effective communication on that. Got it. Very important. But also what happens when you get the job, Christina? Yeah, you still need to, still you need good communication. You have to build teams. You have to know how to mm-hmm. talk to people. You have to know how to truly connect with people. What is the quote? We like uh, many communicate and almost none connect. I think mm-hmm. it is something of that nature. Can't get on the same page with your boss. And some people might think, you know, some people are just really good at communication, and I'm not. Or they have a special gift, or you know, uh, of you know, a special way of connecting with people. And to tell you the truth, that's just, I mean, some people might. No, no, no. There is a special way. There's a special way. But the way that this is done is it's built and it's practiced, you know, just like working out. This is something, this has to be a goal of yours to want to achieve this. You have to practice it every day. That's the special way. That's the special way. Yeah. Work your butt off to develop this vital skill. Because again, like Tim said, we have all the job search strategies. You go on interviews. How far are you going to get? How far are you going to get at home with your kids, your spouse, your, you know, mentors? You know, you have to know how to ask great questions, how to connect with people and have a genuine interest in people. We'll get we'll get into more of that. But just think people, people, people and getting getting less focused on yourself and more focused on other people is how 
you can start tapping into these communication skills. Absolutely. So important. So important, this topic. And hey, there is only one way to get better at anything. Learn about it, put it in action, refine along the way. And remember, if you've listened to a couple of my other podcasts, just be prepared that when you typically start to be better at something, everyone is typically always horrible before they get started. I don't know how many times I've talked to people that want to be speakers. I'm so anxious. I'm so this. I'm so that. How do I fix it? Hey, you go out there, right? And do it. But let's talk about what we actually mean by that in some of these topics. Okay. Yeah. If you go back to, let's, if we were to go back to Tim's first podcast or one of my mm-hmm. first, first coaching sessions. That'd be a good story. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll see a noticeable difference, right? Cause it's a muscle. I used to get nervous on these type of things, you know, podcasts. And I actually still do a little bit. If you see me pop up on an ad and you're being targeted, guess what? We are watching you click the ad, get the free information, but just know that that didn't come easy, right? That's me like struggling to learn how to do that. So you got to get out, you got to put yourself out there and really practice this. And if you think it's going to be easy for you and you're just going to learn all this information and not have to do with like any tension or a little bit of anxiety or a little bit of imposter syndrome, you are absolutely mistaken. Guys, one of the first times we did one of our online trainings, we had hundreds of people on there. I probably hyperventilated many years ago. I was like, oh, geez, what is that? Right. What is that? Oh, yeah. It's the fear of the unknown. Fear of failure. Fear fear of failure. But hey, what we want to do is provide you some practical tips on how we've overcame certain things to help you. One of the biggest things that I want to start with, right? Christina, I want to talk about, we talk about during interview, but it's with anything with dealing with communication and it's clarifying. It's clarifying, right? And I know one of our friends just made a, Ryan just made a post about this too. He said, when you clarify, clarify means this, Christina, I need you to do ABC task. It's due by this time. Here's how I want the task done. Do you have any questions, Christina? No, I don't. Hey, Christina, can you do me a favor? Can you repeat all of those things, right? Most people don't do that. And for you that are leading managing team, you need to ask these clarifying questions. We call them all the time. Let me give you some examples. When we're asking to clarify, we're looking for the reasoning behind, right? (laughs) The actual reason. Let me give you a couple from our guide, Christina. Do you want to take over for a sec so I can pull that up? Sure. Not only are you just asking, you know, clarifying questions, but I don't want to forget to mention that when you start a conversation with somebody, somebody you're interviewing with, an employee, a team member, you want to start uncovering problems. You want to start like coming from a heart space of having a true interest in what the person is saying, uncovering problems. That way you can present solutions. I don't know if this is exactly the direction you're headed. Yeah, it could be, or it it could be, and I pull up the guide now. It it, it could be just asking, let's get into it, right? Asking these clarifying questions during any part of communication allows us to find out what is actually important to the other person, okay? What is that specific reason instead of trying to guess? For instance, what do you mean by that? Hey, why are we making this decision right now? Hey, can you walk me through the steps that led you to this conclusion? These are probably great questions for you to ask your team when they're bringing these ideas up, right? 
What's the benefit if we could implement this right now? Probably a great question for your boss. Most people, and I think that'd be the most beneficial for people to explain it. So, so it resonates with them, Christina, is getting to the part of making sure you're both on the same page, right? And making sure that you get to specifically the root of what you're doing, why you're doing it, what the mission is. And I know you're really good about that. And the way that we explain it is surface level conversations and the actual real conversation. You want to tell people kind of what the difference between something surface level is and maybe something where I actually know what we're talking about. Do you have an example? Yeah. If you're a leader on a team, uh, you have to, you know, all of, you know, so the foundation of what we do is based around goals, personally, professionally, and financially. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you have yourself in a position that you know what drives people, you know what they want out of life, you know what their vision is for their life then that puts you in a position of authority to be asking these questions that Tim is asking. You all, you, you can't go into uncovering a lot of pain and, you know, getting into really clear, you know, clarity questions or, you know, pushing as far as Tim's talking about going until you've positioned yourself with authority, with at least rapport with somebody. So you have to build rapport. You have to be connected to people's why, and then you're in a position of authority to continue asking questions. And let me give you an example. When we have a new client that wants to come into our program, let's say some things are coming up with them and it's, you know, I want to put this off until maybe June, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is like, well, why June? Okay. Well, great. Well, what does your situation look like in June? And then we start to learn more about the client. And as you learn more about them, we're connecting and they're interested in giving you answers. If you're finding like a roadblock with people on your team or people in your life that you're not getting clear answers or feeling connected with, it's probably because you don't have rapport with them. They don't trust you and you're not personally invested in their goals. Is that helpful? Yeah. I think another helpful way to explain it when we talk about goal setting, that was a great example of a surface level conversation example would be, these are my goals inside the next 36 months. Here they are. And I say, okay, thank you. Hey, let's talk about them for a second. All right, see you later. That is not an effective form of communication. So when we talk about clarifying, we are we want to ask more questions about, hey, Christina, why is your goal in a year to do this? Why is that important for you? Why did you say a year? Right? So you're going to meet with some of you. We're just using this example of employees, right? Because you should be meeting with your employees and, and, and mentoring them and figure out, how they tick, what motivates them. But you want to know the why behind this too. Why does someone want to go get the, this certification, to go get more college, to be paid this amount, right? Why, why? And truly when you can get down to continually understanding the question behind the first questions, right? All the different questions. That's when you actually connect with people, right? And so then you have the fun conversation, which is, okay, what are you doing today to get you know, toward that. So I find out somebody wants to travel. Okay, cool. What are the trips you're taking over the next six months? What are the dates? Let's, let's put some dates on these things. So you actually go and how can I, how can the inner workings of what I do support that process? If you want to lose 30 pounds. Okay, great. What gym are you going to? Yeah. The reason we're talking about today is a study was conduct conducted by the economist, right? And it is said that ineffective communication can cost a large company $65 million a year and a small business up to $420,000 annually, right? 
The effects of poor communication can cause a ripple effect through the organization, which can lead to confusion, frustration, high turnover, lower productivity, lost revenue, increased expenses. And mastering this, right, is a key for all leaders to ensure that their team feels empowered, right, and working toward the company vision. It also helps build trust, keep everyone aligned, right? And when there's this poor communication, it causes important information to be misunderstood, right? Which is why we want to talk about it today because it's going to cost you a lot in your career and it's going to cost your business unit a lot of money and your company. Just by these simple frameworks of what does motivate people? Can we go a step further, right? Why, why are we hiring this person? Can we ask a couple more questions, right? So what we want to get across to you in just number one is be sure that you're asking these clarifying questions so you know the reason behind things. We've all had that leader that has done what? Do this, be quiet, and just go execute. Not very motivating, right? You, I don't know, hey, why should I want to do this? Because people are purpose-driven, okay? And if you tell someone to do something without a purpose, the reason behind the why, you don't get a lot of buy-in from people. Okay, so it's really just one of the most important concepts is the question behind the question or what we say is clarifying questions. If you guys listen to the podcast every week, I'm sure you've heard me mention this at some point, Uh, but the most senior position over at VaynerMedia, um, Gary V, he has a chief heart officer, unless that's changed in the last few months. I don't know. But this person is responsible for and my and what I do here at ECU, by the way, is chief people officer. And many of you might know what you know, that encompasses, but the chief heart officer over there is personally responsible to make sure that there's a plan executed to get to know people and master effective communication around goals and what drives them and what their interests are. Just goes to show how important this is. And corporate America is missing the mark on this big time, big time, because we as people can easily forget the human connection part, especially now that we're all on these like remote islands and, you know, all kinds of things can be lost in transa- translation and we forget, you know, this this term purpose driven, it's, it's true, but there's a lot of things in our culture right now that has kind of fluffed it up and made it like a uh, fluff, kind of like self-care and hustle culture. It's, it's made out to be this, you know, term that is like unreachable or not true, but it's, ex- it's extremely true. If you look at your own life, no matter what it is, there's something driving you to get out of bed in the morning. There's something driving you to get out the door and it's our responsibility to understand that. Now I know we're talking about effective communication here, but to us, this is what it means. People yeah. understanding your, yourself too. the analogy I likes to the gym, everyone, you know, a lot of people want to get in shape, right? But it's like, it's not the gym. The gym is, who says they just want to get in shape? There's always multiple reasons behind that. So reason one's like, hey, I want to get in shape. Yeah, okay, who doesn't, right? Let's agree. Who who, who doesn't want to be in great shape? Uh, yeah, we, all want to look good. we all want to look good, right? Yeah, <laughs> but that's- I want to look good. Why do we want to look good? There is, that means, guys, means I want to look good. That means a thousand different things. We need to clarify with ourselves, right? Why? Right. Oh, because I'm going on a vacation with my wife to the Bahamas in June and it's March now and I'm out of weight. Now we now now we got something. Now we know a why. Right. Now it's something purposeful because going out and doing something without a purpose, without understanding clarification to yourself or to your team 
you can see that there's just massive chaos and confusion. And using the fitness example, you know, these, these reasons and the purpose that evolves and it changes. So like right now, the reason I want to be fit looks very different than my twenties. That was probably a lot more vanity showing up for me in my twenties than it is now where I'm like, holy crap, I need to have joint health, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So it just, it evolves and you have to just be personally interested in the evolution of people guys. Cause I hopefully I'm talking to the leaders of America, people who want to make an impact and make a difference. So I highly encourage you. How much do you know about the people just in your personal life? Are you showing mm -hmm. up? Are you pouring into those relationships? This stuff doesn't just happen. Yeah. The other thing that goes hand in hand with clarifying to clarify, to start that process of asking these good questions of with your boss, right. Or with your team to motivate and push your ideas and lead through influence, which is what leadership is, right. Is positive influence is being a good listener. Right. And how can we do that? Okay. If, if you can't be a good listener, you can't be good at asking clarifying questions. Okay. So when we're asking these clarifying questions to our staff, to our boss, to different people, we need to be quiet and listen to what they're actually saying. Cause that's going to provoke whatever question that we need to ask next. Okay. Which is why doctors make the big bucks, right? You go in and they say, Hey, you're talking the whole time. Why? They're trying to diagnose you. Okay. And full That's transparency, <laughs> Tim and I with each other, horrible at this. Yeah, absolutely. We're horrible at this, but we want to get better at it. So like in that self-awareness is almost, you know, 80% of the work sometimes. If you mm -hmm. find yourself in a conversation where you, here we are on a podcast, right? Doing all the talking. But if you find yourself in a conversation where you are doing the majority of the talking, I promise you, you're either losing the sale, you're losing the connection, or you're not making an impact. Yep. Sit back and listen. And again, this is not a gift. Listen, being a good listener. Oh, she's a great listener. You know, it's not a gift. It is something you have to be intentional about and create and cultivate in your life. And guess what, guys? I want to be somebody who's a great listener because I know what great listeners have done for me in my life. I, I feel seen. I feel understood. I feel heard, especially if they're not listening to respond and they're truly listening to what I'm saying. And, yeah, so I'm and, and as a leader, hey, your job is to be a mentor and a guide. If you're talking to a underperformer or a top performer, you should not be doing all the talking. You're like most managers and leaders want to do that. They want to come in a department that's underperforming and just yak, yak, yak and tell everyone everything they're doing wrong. Hey, great job, right? That is not the way effective communication starts, right? It should be with those underperformance that you have to meet, that you're going to meet with your, your career. It's probably kind of like that doctor analogy, right? Hey, wh why do you think you got here, right? What happened, right? What happened over the past 90 days? What do you think attributed to this? And then just be quiet and listen to what they said. And if they say, hey, I've been having problems with my family at home for whatever reason. Hey, tell me more about that. Like what's going on with your family if you're open to sharing it or what's going on with the extra schoolwork or the certification or the travel or whatever. Listen to people. You can turn people around on your team that are underperformers because it's typically Right. Because number one, it's your job to train them and motivate them. Right. So you that's your job at the company. Right. But most of the time people want to come in here. You're failing. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. Here's your improvement plan. Like way, way to be inspiring for people. 
I'm sure that person is going to turn around now, right? What about top performers, right? How do you want to engage with them? Do you want to talk the whole time about how great they are? No. As a leader, I want to know what's this person doing that I can replicate. Christina, you had a phenomenal Q1. You crushed it. What do you think is attributed to you having all this success? That'd be my first question. And then I just want to listen, ask more clarifying questions. Okay. So remember, pay attention, listen to what they're actually saying and get a good understanding by asking those follow-up questions. Anything you want to add here, Christina? Yeah. The ability to ask really great questions is by far probably, I, well, this is also important, but the ability to, you putting into practice right now, say, Hey, I promise myself, I'm going to practice asking better questions and will drastically improve your life experience. It's going to drastically improve the results that you get in any area. So if you have a mentor and you're showing up to their coaching calls and you're not asking great questions, sorry about the feedback. If you guys hear it. Um, the only person to blame for not having access to great information is yourself. You do have to sort of, that's a hard pill to swallow. Like if you do not have information that you need and you do not have, if you're not receiving great mentor mentoring through people and leadership, like big mistake. And yeah. like yesterday I had somebody on our team say, Hey, you know, it was the first time I launched this specific tactic. This is a, not a client, but an employee. And my first question was like, how do you, how, how did it feel? You know, I didn't want to know, did the deal close? Um, I didn't want to know anything. I wanted to know, like, how did that make you feel? I, I, I genuinely want to know, right? Because this is something we're beta testing. And I'm just like, that, that's just where I, it's just where my mind goes. But it, it wasn't always like that. Again, I want to point out, I didn't, this did not come naturally to me. I'm a talker. I take up a lot of space. I'm a, I'm an in your face, bold kind of person. think I know it all. Like I came from that like mindset for many, many years. And guess what? I robbed myself of so much money, success, friendships, you know, strong connections, even probably in my family, because it's, it's habitual. It's a, it's a poor cycle. It's a negative loop that people get caught in. You have to, you have to, you have to stop this negative cycle in your communication. It's life-changing. Yeah. And you brought up a good point. Cause we always talk about ask better questions, get better results. And we're working with a coach right now. Right. And well, we're working with many coaches, but one was like me and Christina were going kind of back and forth. We were like, Hey, we're not sure if this is the right one or whatever. But I remember kind of just talking about this yesterday of, Hey, how are we going to position ourselves so we can ask the best questions possible so we can get this because we know our coach, you know, one of many, has done this before, right? So like, what do we have to do to put ourselves in the best position possible? I did that recently with the running coach. I know I always go back to fitness. Sorry, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. Hey, I always go back to, to fitness, right? Because when I hired a coach, right? <laughs> I wanted someone who has been there, done that. And I showed up as coachable. And I asked lots of questions, right? Because I wanted to make sure I was doing things perfectly. So make sure you are doing that if you're working with the coach. But just think about knowing these clarifying questions, and we'll move on to the next one, is just getting more clarity around what you're actually talking about. Okay, so if someone comes up and says, hey, you know, just an example, Christina was mean to me at work. She was mean to me. My first question would be, hey, can you give me like a specific example? I Maybe call they this, do. This is a chapter in my book. It's called Facts Over Feelings. You want yep. to start separating all these emotions and stories and get into factual information so you can solve problems. Mm -hmm. 
So one more time, it's just like, hey, Christina's been being mean to me. The first question is, hey, what did she specifically do? She did this. Okay. My next question might be, did you tell her that that was not okay? Or how did you respond to it? My next question would be, has this happened previously? You just see all the questions firing up in your head right now, right? You need to have those questions when your boss says, you know what, Christina, I don't think this is a good idea. What are you going to say? Right? I could think of like 10 things to say. Hey, Christina, based on what specifically? The whole plan, Christina, or just the delivery, right? Think, think about this, right? Learn how to master effective communication. There's no quick way besides knowing these important concepts of clarifying, active listening, and hey, reading a lot of books and putting yourself out there. Okay. And guys, just back to my point, do try your best not to act on emotion or make big decisions when there's a lot of emotion going. High emotion equals low intelligence. Tim saw me yesterday. I was in a situation that was creating a lot of emotion for me. And I actually feel really excited and blessed that I don't get as much of that going on at, you know, now as much as I used to. But however, I said to Tim, I am going to wait at least a minimum two hours before I revisit this particular situation because there was emotional charges coming from several yep. different angles and you have to have the intelligence enough around yourself and self-awareness again guys self-awareness in this concept of communication is so 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 important um but I just know myself I know that my decisions are going to be poor I don't have a plan I'm not going to. So anyways, ultimately with that long story, guess what? Everybody ended up with a really amazing new plan because of my ability to slow down and say, Hey, I'm going to take a couple of hours, put that aside and do something else. So that way, when I come back to revisit this, I'm completely emotionally regulated and I'm in tune with what's actually needed because when you're all over the place and the chaos of your mind, you're really detached from what's needed from you anyways. And you're focused on a task that isn't going to move the whole team toward a goal anyway. So again, guys, this is like 1% of people are really going to tap into to, to, to this much of communication. And if you want to be part of that 1%, what that's going to allow is for you to stand out amongst your competition in the job market, actually have impacts in a company, get promotions faster, reach your financial goals faster. This all ties into every aspect of your success. Yeah. That's what we mainly wanted to talk about today. There's a couple other topics, but right now I don't want to overwhelm you. I just want you to focus on clarity and to be open because most leaders are not open enough with their team about what's going on within the organization. That That's just number one, right? So when you have clarity around where we're going as a company or where I'm going in my job search, when you have clarity around, here's how I'm going to get there and these are the actions I'm going to take, or when it's clarity of the business of this is where we're going, great. Why are we going there? Does everyone understand? Everyone plays a vital role in this. Do they understand the vital role that they play? And then now how can I track all this, right? Having clarity around where everyone's going and a system where communication is valued, right? You'll be able to achieve some really amazing things. We've worked now with lots of different businesses and we have lots of friends who own businesses. And I tell you what, when they get this culture thing right, which by the way, it predominantly falls a lot on effective communication with the leadership team and all employees. When they get this piece right, you will be tremendously more profitable. People will be more bought in and people will think that you actually understand them and you actually care. 
when you're just paying attention, asking good follow-on questions to make sure I understand, and then actually listening to what they're saying, taking notes before I respond. If you can't do this without emotion, you're going to have a tough time reaching these higher levels in corporate America. And as you put this into, you know, put this into place and put this into work in your life, you're going to have data points too on what works really well for you and what doesn't. You'll be able to duplicate this in other people. So you don't have to carry this whole weight yourself. You can simplify this down into very clear systems and processes. Now we're getting into sort of the business side, but also, you know, the leadership side. And if you're a leader, if you're having a lot of breakdowns in this area, breakdowns, everything from the interview to maybe with your teams and your family, you just say like, I have a problem. Like, this is my fault. Like our son watches the movie called Bugs Life. And there's this big angry aunt. And he's like, the first rule of leadership, it's always your fault. You know, and it always, that always sticks with me. Like it's our fault. If we are not creating a solution, then we are part of a huge problem. Right? So ask yourself, what are some new communication goals? Maybe it's not everything Tim and Christina said. What are some new great communication goals that I can have. And maybe it's just getting really clear with the, about the kind of person you want to be. And you can ask yourself every day, am I doing the, the things that are aligned with the person I promised to be? So it's a big topic, guys. There's and one more thing I wanted to, to talk about here. Oh, I want you to talk about, Christina. Like, as leaders, right, our job and your job, if you're listening to this, is to make success easy right? Make success easy for your company and for the people that you manage. And the other important concept, Christina will go with you, which once you learn this concept of how to make success easy, you will have a lot of success because Christina, who actually moves the business? Is it the individual leader or who actually is moving the business line? Well, this was, you know, a pretty wild realization because for years I thought, the business moves people, you know, the business, the leaders, me, me, me. But no, guys, it's people that move businesses. People move Want to have a better team, want to have more profitability, want to have better processes. Hey, learn how to manage your people. Learn what motivates them. Have conversations with them. Learn truly what motivates them. Oh, yeah, money motivates Christina. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. Why does Christina want money? right? What is behind that? What is behind that? Now we know the real reason. Okay. So hopefully on this podcast today, you took over some practical tips of maybe some stuff you can do with your team or, or put into your job search, right? So you can be the leader that we were all meant to be. Um, and again, just going back to the goals. If again, you're like, how do I get to know people? Just ask them one simple question. What is one personal, professional, and financial goal? That is going to give you everything that you need to know about a person's heart and what's driving them. It really, when I learned that, I'm like, holy cow, like the sky is the limit now on how I can connect with people. So you want to put together that conversation um, quarterly probably. And I'll tell you, even with a team of approximately 15 people, it's hard to keep up on. I'm just saying I'm a transparent leader as well. It's hard to get up to take all that time and put it on your calendar, right? So I imagine you get teams of 30, 50, 100 people. It's really tricky. So I say this because, uh, again, you want to be able to duplicate this in people. Yeah. As always, hey, you need help in your communication. You need help with the team. You need help finding a job that you love. 
Go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Schedule a free career consult with us. Until next week, have a great week, everyone.